Oh, here we are. Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club Basement. I don't know how many seconds we get of a royalty of a tune in the background. T-Bone, you better shut it off. We didn't even, we're at 11 seconds. Oh, that tune. I hate Winnipeg right there. Are but, you just saying that? Or are you? Uh... <laughs> no, I love Winnipeg. That was the tune. Here we go. We're in Rumors Basement. Uh, I've got four comics and T-Bone, uh, the club manager here. So uh, go around, fire your names off. Uh, I'm Matt Nightingale. I'm Andy Noble. Garrett Jameson. Jordan Wellwood. Garrett, it's like you weren't read, you weren't yeah. sure if that was your real well, last it, name. Yeah, I made it up. I'm not even <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're down here. We're drinking, and we're uh, we're gonna talk. We'll, we'll talk shop. Uh, and nobody wants to hear about how awesome things are. I just want to hear the worst shit, <laughs> worst road stories. People you hate. You don't have to put names in on them. Uh, no, we'll go with like road stories. I got Jordan Wellwood. He's looking at me. Uh, you were looking at me, so I've locked eyes now, and okay. now we're doing it. Uh, yeah. Worst yeah. ever gig. Uh, we've been on the road a few times, hey? Have we been on the road road? Mo- oh, yeah. We did yeah. Uh, Bob McKenzie and yeah. Brandon. That was a great gig. Oh, that that was, a- oh yeah, that was a great gig. <laughs> Not for Bob McKenzie. He's he's doing a podcast <laughs> with Darren Drager right now. Like, I had these two fucking animals and Brandon once. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, but uh, So it was probably like two years in. I don't know if either of you guys were on it. Uh, it was a place called the Golden Boot. In East oh, Selkirk. Yeah, God, I was there. So you have, yeah. yeah, you have Selkirk and then you have East Selkirk, which is yes. like East Berlin of Selkirk, which is just like a little shitty, you know, town outside of Winnipeg. And uh, at the time, like nobody was booking paid gigs in the city. And there was a guy who calls himself the Golden Jew. Uh, yeah. And at the time yeah. he booked, like, he was, there was like a show you could you get. You know, on. he's taking a big cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So his, his, we didn't put that name on him. He came with that name. Oh, he uh, came with yeah, the name. Yeah. We were on just like, right, yeah. We can do this. Yeah, he wore a gold suits, and at the time, like he no one knew gold, him better. He wore a gold suit. Yeah, and he knew all the Jets. The Jets were just back in town, and he, <laughs> the gold, yeah, Bobby, uh, Bobby uh, Hole, or whatever. Bobby I don't know. Or. No, Bobby Orr, Bobby. You called him Bobby Hole, and you called him Bobby Orr. The guy's from Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's Gary Jameson. It's a gig podcast, not okay. a sports one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like at the time it was like you got to get on his show uh, because like you can get like four drink tickets and like maybe 20. Like it was the only thing that was paid at the time. And it turns out he's a bit of a crazy person. So he books this gig. It's East Selkirk. And it was on a Saturday. So like we're thinking weekend show. It's going to be dope. Uh, you show up and it's just like a packed country bar. And it's like they had no yeah. idea that there was going to be any comedy. And there was like 12 of us. Like there was 12 of us on the bill. And we got free ribs. <laughs> So that was huge. Already, yeah, way too many comics. Yeah. And uh, and I remember just walking in, and uh, I was like, you're going to get like, the TVs off? Because they were like blasting whatever shitty. At least you had 12 comics. That's funny to go down to hell gig together it's instead of solo. Yes, okay. yeah, that, that was helpful. And you did say ribs, so that means plural. <laughs> yes, we got more than we got multiple ribs. It was a full rack. Yeah, it was a full okay, rack. Okay, so you got so, your ribs and four drink tickets. Yeah, You're I, an East Selkirk. I yeah. just remember the guy saying, like, if they can't compete with the TVs, then what the fuck am I paying them for? Like, that was the first thing that the oh. bar owner said. I got one question. Ribs before or after the show? It was before. We were all full before, of ribs. So, yeah, very yeah. tired 12 comics. <laughs> yeah. They were delicious. But yeah, anyways, I just remember being like kind of full of myself at the time because I'm like, I've done full of yourself or full of ribs, you know? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Thank you. Uh, no, it's, you, you have to do that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and I'm like, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them with my like transforming Transformers joke. That movie was out at the time. And like, it was just bomb after bomb after bomb. And like halfway through my thing, I was like, fuck you people. You don't deserve this. <laughs> there was like, they, was, they weren't looking. They weren't watching. It was just a big fucking nightmare. So Yeah, and it was full of like people at the bar with their full skidoo suits, but down around their waist. Yeah. Like watching ca- hockey casual. back to the fucking stage. It was insane. Yeah, it was a like. Sk- you did a skidoo. I did a, a Conexus art theater, 2,500 people. And I like got it from Jerry D. Gravy gig from a teacher conference. One of the biggest, highest paying gigs. I was like, oh, it's at three. Why wouldn't I get another gig? Went that night, March 7th, because it said on the chalkboard, comedian. Mm-hmm. Went in and uh, did a show on a pallet for an hour and a half for $150 after making my <laughs> biggest coin to nothing but skidoo people getting their fucking off sale. It's like, Jeez. oh, nothing <laughs> like bringing down the high of that gig. I've heard pallet, pallet shows are like a red flag. Like if you're, your stage is a pallet, you're in trouble. 
Depending on the palate, uh, it could be fifteen dollars <laughs> to fifty bucks, depending on. Yeah. Okay, G. No, keep that mic. Oh, yeah, I want to. I, yeah. I want to keep. I want to hear your uh, horror story. Well, oh yeah. I'm yeah, sorry, uh, Garrett Jameson, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm back. And uh, yeah, the worst gig. It, it's not so much of the gigs. Like I've I've done bad gigs, but like this one was getting to the gig. Uh, do, do you, if you know Hunter Collins, I was in the car with Hunter Collins yeah. and Monty Scott, and we were driving. Uh, to Iroquois Falls, right? And uh, Monty's car, his other car, died like a week ago. And he's like, oh, you know, I come back from New Brunswick, my car died. He's like, but my dad gave me this neon, right? This you know, Chrysler neon. And I was like, cool, Dodge, yeah, Dodge, Dodge, Dodge yeah. neon, yeah. Well, Chrysler Dodge neon. Chrysler, yeah, yeah, they're together, yeah, sorry. So this was a Chrysler neon at this time, right? <laughs> and uh, it wasn't a Dodge neon. And uh, so, he's, so he's driving and we're, we're talking about the car and how great it is because it's like that green kind of neon. I don't know, like forest green, right? And he's like, yeah, it's great. It's a, you know, it's a 22 years old. Three more years is going to be a classic. I'm like, classic neon, right? Like, that's awesome, <laughs> right? So like, I can't wait to have this classic neon. And so we're driving, we're driving. We get past Sudbury and then uh, Mont- it starts to snow a little. And then Monty's like, you know, I got a detour. But I had bought, you know, tons of orange juice and uh, pop and whatnot. So I was drinking a lot of fluids on this trip. And, uh, orange, man, juice orange juice and yeah. pop? <laughs> 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 I mean, well, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm dangerous sometimes. You know, I mix. Uh, yeah. So, like, as, as, we, as we continue on, we take this side road. And uh, uh, all of a sudden, Monty's car starts smoking. Like the engine light comes on and starts smoking. He's like, oh shit. So he, he pulls over. I know, I know something about cars and I look under the hood and like he's leaking antifreeze everywhere. And uh, by this time I also peed behind the car so I could have filled it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But uh, <laughs> I'm like, man, your, your car is like running out of antifreeze, right? And he's like, well, what do we do? And I'm like, well, we need to get like water to fill it in. Otherwise your engine's going to die. So we're out in the middle of nowhere. I walk to a farm field, like a farmhouse. And I go there and I knock on the door and it's kind of creepy. Like anytime you're like from the city and you go to the country, like it's always just creepy <laughs> as hell. And so I knock on the door and the, the woman answers and she's wearing an outer limits shirt. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yeah, right. And I'm like, this is fucking weird. And, and uh, she's like, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, our car just, uh, you know, is leaking antifreeze. Uh, we need water, like a bucket of water. She's like, oh, I can get you a bucket of water because like farms have tons of buckets of water. Yeah, yeah. She has like 30 ready. She's like, take all. Well. Yeah, get the well. <laughs> the well wood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good cook. Anyway, so. <laughs> anyway, so then, uh, yeah, we, she gives me a bucket of water and she's like, what are you doing up here? And I'm like, oh, we're going to this comedy show. We're comedians. She's like, comedians? I love comedians. You know, my husband and I, we're just in Vegas, and uh, we saw that hilarious comedian Jack Dunham, right? And <laughs> I didn't want to correct her to say it was Jeff, but, you know, like, I don't get And so I was like, yeah, Jack Dunham's hilarious. I uh, <laughs> love his puppets. And then uh, so she gives the water. We go ba- I go back to the car, fill it up, and then uh, we take off, steal the bucket, and... Uh, <laughs> we- we started driving along, and uh, now, like, it, the engine, like, comes back on, and, like, he's running it. Like, we need to find a gas station or, like, someplace to fix this. And we come into this one one gas station in Noelville, right? And uh, we go in. It's got a garage. It says garage open. We go in, and uh, the guy, the gas station attendant, is watching uh, how to load uh, guns, like a video. <laughs> like, not, not even on YouTube, but on, like, a VHS player, right? Oh like, he's God. like, how to, yeah. And he's like, you know, you got guns and we're like oh where the fuck are we right like we're in the country anyway jack dunham's a huge out there and uh <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> and so then so then we uh we're in there and then uh, we're like yeah can we use uh, like do you have a mechanic here and the guy's like no nah, shop's closed forever right we're like oh shit right and he's like but i yeah and he's like i know another guy just go down the street you see some trucks in the ditch you go in there and i'm like classic right so we go to this truck uh, place where all these trucks are and uh, this guy takes our car and brings it in puts it on a hoist and he's like well all I can tell you and he's kind of French I can't do a French accent but he's like bonjour uh, look your car is messed uh, and uh, like he's like you can uh, leave it here like I can buy it for nine hundred dollars and uh, you know it costs like you know a hundred dollars to fix the po- whatever I don't know but like what the point is it was going to cost Monty money, right? Or an, all of it. And anyway, so like, he puts it up on the hoist, looks at it, and he's like, yeah, this thing's shit. And uh, we're like, not the neon. And, uh, right? <laughs> Three years away from being a classic? What right? terrible news. And we're like, oh, shit, we got to get to a show, and we're still five hours away. And he's like, well, I, I can uh, help you out. My brother-in-law can drive you to the town if you give him 50 bucks, right? 
and we're like, okay, cool. And for five hours. For five hours. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> sorry. So he, t- yeah, sorry. Like, not even there. Like, he takes us to uh, uh, North Bay at a place, like a place where we can oh, right. rent a car and then take off. So he's not going to drive us the whole way there. But anyway, we, uh, we, 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 like, he's like, so where are we right now? And I've never seen this, but he raises the car up in the hoist and he's drawing in the dirt. Like on the side of the car, on the like a map, and he's like, "Okay, you're here, and Sudbury's here on your left, and then uh, you're right Not in the middle of the two, right? Exactly. I'm like, How, what's the distance here? Do we have a legend? Don't and for the note right, <laughs> yeah, use this sticking on your computer. So then we uh, we end up getting in the. Uh, so we were like, yeah, we'll take a, a ride, right? And because uh, uh, like, but I don't know if you, have you guys ever owned a car? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, bunch of high rollers. Yeah, we all have right, we all own cars, right? But, like, the crazy thing was is, like, I've never experienced this at all, but the guy was like, you're going to have to leave your car and we're going to have to go. And, like, I, I don't think I'd ever just leave my car, but Monty was like, okay, yeah, we'll leave my dad's classic neon here, right? <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, he's leaving everything, right? And uh, we go into the uh, the trunk, take all our uh, luggage and everything, and I see a toolbox. I open it up. There's nothing. Did you grab there. the juice and the pop? I was finished that. That's why I, yeah, I finished that already. <laughs> I could have just... But, like, uh, I, I left the recycling there, so they can they can take care of that. But, uh, yeah, I take everything. Uh, we take everything, except there's this toolbox back there, and I open it up, and there's nothing, like nothing in there, right? And... Uh, uh, w- we get into the this guy's truck. We drive. He drives us all the way to North Bay, and then uh, we show up. End up renting a car, making it all the way to the gig. Right now, the gig was fine. That was fine. But on the way back, uh, we go to pick up the car because, like, Monty's like, "Dead, my the car died. Like, we can't. Like, the car's dead. I'm sorry." Right, and the dad's like, "Well, did you take uh, the toolbox?" And uh, he's like, "No, my buddy looked in it, and he said there's nothing in the toolbox." And he's like, what do you mean there's nothing? He's like, there's everything you need to live in that toolbox, right? And I'm like, I don't think I saw anything really in that toolbox. We get back to look in the toolbox, and all that was in there was a uh, three of the same screwdrivers, three <laughs> Phillips head screwdrivers, <laughs> and, and a pair of plastic kid, like, Fisher-Price pliers, <laughs> like they were in there, and a tied-to-go pen. Right, and I'm like, right. <laughs> yeah, and very useful. And, and I'm like, what? How does your dad live? Like, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. Oh, with some screwing and some fucking stains, right? And uh, but yeah, being there, I, I, I like at small gigs, I guess. Uh, uh, like they, they, you know, they take you out after a show. Like if you're in a small town, you're like, what do we do? With the comics go to this bar, that bar, wherever you ca- go with the local haunts. One person's like, hey, take them to the strip club, right? And I don't know if you've ever been to the strip club in uh, Iroquois Falls, <laughs> but uh, it's going into a person's basement, oh. right? <laughs> like nice. just a, yeah, right. And we get downstairs, and the uh, the stripper pole uh, isn't even attached to the ceiling. So when the stripper's on and she gets off, you just it's like a door stop. And who books this gig? I want it. Oh yeah, right. Is the, is the best. And then we, we were we were uh, we're down there watching the stripper and this guy with a uh, you know I don't know if you, have you ever been to a strip club? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So good. Day after so I we got my first car. Right. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Take the car to the strip club and the uh, so we we're in there and this guy he's like got this white sweater and he's put the $5 bill in his mouth and this stripper like bends down and just starts like grinding on him and like takes the bill out, right? The guy stands up and now he's under black light so I don't know what color the stain was that's on his shirt <laughs> but he's jumping up and down. He's like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, this. And we're, we're looking and he's, it looks like South America, like the stain. <laughs> like so it started little and then it just built up to a, a head, right? And we're like, man, yeah. Like, it's either shit brown or bright red. Oh, like, there's something oh, on your shirt, right? Oh, and the guy goes, ah, ah. Like, he stops celebrating, looks down. He's like, ah, well, they better give me a free beer for this, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, or a tied to go pen, which is in, in Monty's day. Right? It all comes together, right? And, uh, yeah, but anyway, he was up there five minutes later with another bill in his mouth. Anyway, so, yeah, that's, that's the story. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit, that was fantastic. Oh my god, I want to go to Iroquois Falls so bad right now. <laughs> we used to do an open mic at a strip Maddie club. Maddie Nightingale's up right now. Maddie yeah. Nightingale. Maddie Nightingale. That's a good segue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> open mic at a strip club and you'd touch the pole and and the mic would make a buzzing sound. It was a nightmare. <laughs> and three horny guys not happy that you're there. Uh, my, yeah, okay. So what, my, what strip club? 
it was it's solid gold. It was called solid gold. It's actually the good one. A historical site. <laughs> it's a good one. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you guys have a real bad one that's in a basement in Winnipeg? Me and you went there. Yeah. Yeah. I was when you were saying that. I was like, I've been to a bad basement one, and it was, it was with you. The body shop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quit talking about my house. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we got baked and went in there, and they had black light again, which is a common. And the guy had like pock marks in his face, and he was all coked out, and he looked like a demon. It was a horrifying. And there was all full of biker guys. Yeah. And I just remember when you, you saying, were telling the story, I was like, I've been in a basement <laughs> of a strip club or something that was someone's house. One and done. That was yeah, the he, first he, thing oh. you said. Anyway, sorry, yeah, Matt. One and done. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, Matt. Yes. So, worst gig that I think I've ever done was I used to I used to be friends with a bunch of like anarchists and and like hippies and stuff. Like I used to dumpster dive a lot. And uh, anyway, so I got into comedy. What dumpster has the best uh, for diving? Uh, the best the best was uh, organic food stores. <laughs> That's just real advice he was giving you. <laughs> yeah, that was just real. <laughs> so I got booked. I was like a year and a half in. And I got booked by this organic food co-op to do comedy at their staff party. It was in the summertime. And I knew these people. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And it was just in the gravel parking lot behind the fucking food store. (laughs) And I'm doing comedy with this amplifier beside me. All these children, like children, three years old, running around me as I'm doing comedy. And then the guy who, like, was the top dog at this organic food store went up two <laughs> stories. He went up two stories on the uh, fire escape of the building and began throwing water balloons at me as, <laughs> as I'm telling jokes. I thought he was going to be like, get the hell out of here. This food is for free. Like, I thought he was going to like try to shoot you guys away. I, for some reason, I was like, because we're all degenerate. He's starting to piss on them. No. Or, <laughs> yeah. oh. Were you wearing a white shirt? <laughs> well, no, I'm just delivering it to the hippie moms, delivering the jokes to the hippie moms. And there's suddenly it, it's like coming very close. Like he is trying. Like mortar fire. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is trying very, very hard to hit me. Yeah. Like I didn't know what to do. And like he's a friend of mine so it's like uh, it's oh, also like your buddy he's like the yeah. head guy like screw this asshole yeah oh. no he, he was the he was the guy who was like hey you know what we should get for the party matt our f- good friend <laughs> matt nightingale well it's like my brother he sits front row in edmonton and heckles me like it's oh, relentless Oh, and because most people listen to a comedy show, and then as soon as the breaks on, they're laughing at the joke part. Mm-hmm. Where my brother dissects everything everyone says at every second and looks for the burn. Like, oh yeah, this won't be good. And like that, he's like, like your act. And I was like, hey, come on, bud, settle down. <laughs> like everything was like boom, boom, yeah. boom. And then when he came in once, and he was sitting front row. I was like, okay, watch this. I'm not even going to give him a chance to talk. And then I went in like 20 minutes ripping him on his ugly shirt and how ugly he is. And I, and I lay in the crowd. I was like, give the guy a break. <laughs> <laughs> it's my brother. Okay, Andy, Andy Noble. Uh, yeah, I guess on the theme of uh, shit town and not nearly enough experience for the situation I was in about five years ago, I want to say. Uh, me and Chad Anderson and Paul Roblowskis went up to the Paw. Chad's from the Paw. He booked us three nights at the Alouette Hotel. I know what hotel which, it is, and this yeah. already sounds like a very tough gig. Describe the hotel. Yeah, I want to know what this hotel's like. It's it's, it's classic, scary it's, northern any town. It's, it's a haunted house with a bar in it. Is oh, what it is. Yeah. Like there's no a paint lot of spirits, on the outside. If you will. Yeah, it's just Shining gray, bare wood on the outside. And a tiny little bar inside of it. And he booked us for three nights. We were going to take turns headlining, middling, and hosting. And the Thursday night we get there is my night to headline. And we show up for the show. There's nobody there. So they tell us, all right, we're going to push the show back an hour because the baseball teams, it's their league night. And the oh, ba- yeah. They're, yeah, they get out at about 930, so they'll be here by 10 We'll start the show at 10. Ready for comedy. And again, this is my first time I've ever headlined. So I'm like, I got to do 45 minutes and holy fuck. Like, I'm nervous, but I'm like, okay, you say there's going to be people? Sure, let's do it. And 10 o'clock shows up and sure enough, half the town comes out to the Alouette Hotel and they're all paying 10 bucks at the door to get in. 
they don't know that there's comedy. They're just kind of walking in already half snapped from baseball. <laughs> and the bar is not so much charging a ticket price as they are just an alcoholic tax at yeah. this point. Got and everybody's charge. willing to pay it. So we go in. Um, I think it was Chad was hosting that night. He goes up. He goes a little short. I don't blame him because it's pretty fucking noisy in this bar. It's his hometown, um, too. So what does that say? Yeah. <laughs> Well, Paul goes up, he starts, and people are just, now Now it's just a bar night, the whole town is at the bar, they're having a good time, there's comedy going on, but nobody seems to care, so it's just loud, and then um, Paul goes, he brings me up, I go up, I get about five, maybe six minutes in, and I'm trying jokes, and it's just, like, they gave me some credit, because Paul was like, hey, you know, here's the headliner, everyone, bring it up for the headliner and stuff. Paul's hard to and, follow on a good day, too. Like, yeah, well, his energy was enough to... He's got to, a beautiful smile. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but his energy was enough to, like, get people's attention, at least, so when he brought me up, everyone was like, oh, okay, I guess there's, this is the headliner. So I got about five minutes in, and then by that time, everyone is just talking again. Everybody's yelling shit out, and I'm just trying to get through my jokes. And at, yeah, about the six-minute mark, some lady in the back yelled, get off the stage. And she did it. I could The director see, of the comedy show. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been Paul. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. This is. <laughs> hey, if it was the booker that was yelling it, I would have been like, fine, no problem. It sounds like the But I could see. I can't hear the VLTs. And when I say. When I say the back of the room, she's like. 20 feet away from me <laughs> she yells get off the stage and i could see the look on her face as she was like trying to impress her friend she's like yeah watch this get off the stage and i just got angry and i stepped and i was like i'm not i'm not hearing get off the stage in this fucking loser ass town you guys it's the fucking only town in manitoba where it's easier to find crack than a walmart and shit so I just started trashing the did town. That, did that joke go over good? That's a pretty oh, good yeah. joke. <laughs> that was it. That would hit. And then like I did about that for like a minute. And then I realized like, oh, fuck, this is like I'm snapping on the audience. This is and I just got flashbacks to watching that Bill Burr like in Philly set. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't keep this up. Like the bar I, is the Philly of Canada. <laughs> yeah, it well, is. no, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, Bill Bird did this for, I think, like eight minutes or something. I was like, I have like fucking 38 minutes left. <laughs> 38 minutes left in the bar. There's first no way. Set. Yeah, there's he no way I can hold this energy. He's the best. <laughs> so I started trashing them again, and I just started saying everything mean I could think about the town. And then as soon as that would get their attention, so as soon as I would get their attention, I'd try to go back into like, so fucking skydiving. Diving's weird, right? And then that would just turn them again so they get loud. And meanwhile, the whole time, this is, uh, I'm using a mic that's just strung like a clothesline from the DJ booth. And <laughs> the I'm standing on a dance floor and the vent above me, the sound from the audience is loud enough to go through the mic and radiate off the vent. So I've got... <laughs> For the entire set, I've got that going on. And I just start, you know, I'm trashing this town. I'm saying whatever mean thing I can think of. At one point, I pointed to a hockey jersey that was framed on the wall, and I was like, who the fuck frames a rec league hockey jersey? I was like, at least tell me he's dead. At least tell me there's a tragedy behind that. And then I started thinking, like, I'm going to say something that crosses the line at some point, but it's the only thing that's keeping attention. So I just try and keep that ball in the air, and then I'm reaching for my beer, and the first beer can comes out oh, of the crowd, shit. and empty it hits me, and it was empty oh, because full beer can in the well, paw, no, right? that's what I yelled because five bucks. Here's the thing about the paw is that whole town works at a mill, and the mill just happened to be on shutdown at this time, so everyone on town is in, or everyone in town is on EI. So I was leaning on the railing of the dance floor yelling, why don't you throw a full one, you fucking pussies? <laughs> oh, that's right. Your mill shut down and none of you can spare a dime. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so I'm, 
I'm yelling, and it's this mother and daughter combo who have been a problem the whole night. And I was yelling some of the mo- things I wouldn't even repeat here with you guys, <laughs> like being just as mean as I can to this mother and daughter combo. And then I forget where I'm at, maybe like a half hour in at this point, this guy comes from the VLTs beside the stage and he walks on stage. And this guy is like Julian from Trailer Park Boys, <laughs> like the hair, big guy, rum and coke, whole nine yards. And as soon as I saw him walk up, I was like, that's it. I said something. This is it. I'm, I'm getting punched die. out. And he comes up and he's like, I respect you, man. You're staying up here. I respect you. And he's like, me and you, I got this. No, and so now I'm feeling tough. I'm like, yeah, fuck all you. <laughs> me and Julian here taking all of you on afterwards. And then he walked right out the front door immediately. <laughs> no. So now I've talked all this shit. And I'm, again, just getting through it, getting through it. And then... Some girl at like the 40 minute mark walks into the bar and she comes up to the stage and is like trying to wave me down. And I'm like, this is a server telling me I can get off. Thank God. And she just comes up and she's like, who are you? (laughs) And I realized she didn't know there was comedy. So she just walked in and thought some lunatic from another town grabbed the mic at the DJ booth and just started trashing everybody. This is the worst country singer we've booked (laughs) in the longest time. And then I get to the 50-minute mark, I think. And now I, you're going long. Well, I looked at my clock because I got into trash and so whatever. End strong. End I looked strong. At, yeah. I looked at my phone and I said some about, like, this has been 50 minutes. I'm over my contractually obligated. I don't have to spend another minute with you people. But fuck you. You're not chasing me off stage. So... I'm staying up here. And that gets a big applause. And now everyone in the yes, bar is, is listening. Is this the greatest gig of your life or it the worst? It turned out. <laughs> sounds no, like no, no. Here's really the reason good. why it was the worst is because after that, I did another like five minutes. I think my I did my choke and a girl joke or whatever. And it goes over huge. It goes over huge. open with that. But it, that goes over great. And now I'm walking off stage and all I see is just arms handing me shots. And everyone in town was like, oh, that was amazing. That was So the reason why it was the worst is because I got super drunk that night, woke up you know, completely hungover, and I was like, we've got two more nights of this, and this whole town thinks that's what comedy is now. So Chad and Paul had to deal with the pretty much the same thing. Okay, the so this, this sounds like a Chad and Paul worst gig. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what was the thing we were talking about that we didn't, uh, T-Bone, what were... We're going to get the mic over to T-Bone. What was the thing that we were talking about that I said after we finished our podcast? There was a few things we didn't talk about. Oh, the Tom Segura one. No, there was one more. There was one more besides Segura. Uh, like a bad horror gig? What do you mean? Oh, no, no. We were talking about the Columbus Blue Jackets. No, well, then there was one okay. more after that, too. Uh, there was tons. Oh. Tyler went. We guzzled with the Blue, we guzzled so the blue Jackets no, once no. in here, and then Tyler went and bent the bank on the Winnipeg Jets the next day, and I'm on about to go on. He's like, pops head out. One nothing. I was like, the game is, hasn't even started. He's like, ten seconds in, one nothing. Winnipeg. I was like, okay, well, no. I'm on in two minutes. I hope you don't update me again. And then they, two seconds later, like two nothing. Well, to give it a little more context, uh, the Blue Jackets were in town and they came to see Kelly because Kelly knew Scott Hartnell on the team, right? Scott didn't drink though. He was he was he's that yeah, guy's n- none of them drank. No. <laughs> Anyways, we just kept them up really late that night <laughs> and. Uh, and Kelly, Kelly was so drunk at the the last bar we were at, he kept going like, "Better bet on the Jets tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> so we kept some of the guys up pretty late that night, and uh, yeah, they didn't perform that well the next day. No, they did, but shit, that's not this. There's one story we were leaving. I thought you were talking about the Tom Segura thing. You want me to tell? Yeah, that one too. But there was uh, one more where we left a lot of like we talked for an hour ten, and and I only had one thing on my jot notes that said plate tossing because we jot tossed plates. Notes. Jot notes. Notes, Anyways, notes, no. Jots, 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 you know what? That's, that's for a different podcast. Let's okay. pick jots. No, no. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about more of these guys about, um, what do you want to talk about? Comics they hate? Shit gigs. I got to like. Or yeah, you can say names. Like, or just like, like, even when you start, how you get treated like shit. Like uh, My, Paul Meyerhog's got a great one of, uh, well, I, I've never met sweetheart. the guy. So BJ Woodbury. I've never met the guy, but he kept calling Meyerhog opener. Like he wouldn't, he would call him nothing but opener. Like, hey, opener! And then they get in like, like a car accident on the way to the gig, and he's like in the car, he's like, hey, opener! Like he just called Paul opener. Like wouldn't even say his name. Like, 
Oh. Like when the, they were all mangled up in a car wreck? Yeah, like you still wouldn't even say, hey, Paul, like that. You're like, hey, opener. The paramedics like, what's his name? There. We need his information. I don't know. It's just opener. I call him opener. Is that his first or last? Because <laughs> the thing is, when you when you start at the beginning, you get treated like shit. And it's just, and that's just the well, way Tyler's it is. Well, Tyler's sitting right here, so he was responsible for 50% of that. <laughs> yeah, because well, no, but then you know it too. But like when you then when you get older into the game, because when you when you start out, every old comic looks at you like this fucking prick won't be in this business long. And then we could almost look at guys like that too. But I don't. I've never tr- treated someone like that. Like, no, I treat people fairly. I say. <laughs> yeah, Why yeah. am I getting so, laughs? No, no. I treat people fairly. He calls us opener I'm one, very- opener two, opener three. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'm very straight with people. I don't bullshit. Like, oh, yeah. you did great. No, if they came off and they bombed, they might. Well, no, that sucked. Better get them next time. Yeah, and even when they do good, you tell them how hot the crowd was. Yeah, <laughs> like that that's, that's like true, that. actually. You know, actually, you know what? The funniest thing is, so Daryl Lennox recommended Kevin Bozeman. And Kevin is a great comic. But the funniest thing is we had this uh, repertoire after where he came off, and I'm like, oh, another great hot crowd for you. <laughs> so, like, over and over we kept doing that where it just became a thing between us. And I was just busting his balls. He's an amazing comic, but I wouldn't I wouldn't tell him he did good the first week. I was like, oh, man, you were so lucky that you just came in and had a great crowd after great crowd. Bronson does the same so. thing. I would get off stage after, like, the greatest set. You think you're awesome? He's like, oh, you went on yet? <laughs> oh, we're watching my good show. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it's just just busting balls. That's all. Yeah, or yeah, we don't have to say names. Just where you get treated like shit. Like when I started out, I remember going on a road gig, and the guys like, "Yeah, we'll pay you gas." And then I got back, and there was, I was like, "Okay, where do I get my the, the gas check?" And he's like, "Oh, the comic should have paid for it." And it's like, "No, they didn't say anything." He's like, "Ah." That's rule number one in comedy. Get gas money. It's like, oh, well. That is a good rule. Like, it's the the hardest part of the negotiation, usually. You're like, I'll drive 16 hours to Sylvan Lake, Alberta, in the middle of winter. And then, like, you don't think about the gas till later. (laughs) I'm making making negative money on this trip. I think I'm losing money. My wife was having a child tonight. (laughs) I got to start doing better at this. I got to get better at math. Oh, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't hate anyone, but <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, my name was also opener on a couple uh, shows for sure. Oh. But uh, I, I just hate uh, comics who don't joke. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. comics who are just like so serious, and you're like, can you like we're ha- supposed to? We're in nowhere with nobody, <laughs> and you're the worst person in the world to be with. Uh, <laughs> Can we just have some fun, please? That, that's I did not get into this job to be fucking depressed. I got in it to laugh, and if, I don't know, like, yeah, fine, don't take your work home with you, but. That's so true, though, because you start, so you start when you're 20-some, and you want to be with all your best friends that are 20, like, no, I'm going to give this comedy a go, but then they, what do they do? They pair you with some old prick that is mad at everything, and you're like, hey, hit the road, how's it going? This is awesome, so you do comedy your whole life, and he just like, fucking yuck, yucksters, fuck me over, <laughs> I fuck, and you're like, gives, gave me a cigarette, I was like, I don't smoke, well, you could buy a pack, <laughs> now I'm buying cigarettes for the headliner. Oh. I had a comic tell me, he's like, this will never be more fun for you than it is right now. He was like, <laughs> I just so depressing. It's too late. He's like, it's too late for me to get into anything else. I don't have any skills. And I'm uh, like, this is my uh, first like week at the club. Like, <laughs> uh, no, the best story is Dan Glasswick's. Oh yeah. So yeah. Dan Glasswick was a Winnipeg comic. You still recording? We good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just so Dan you, Glasswick, you get excited. You yeah, yell yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Dan Glasswick, he went through the Winnipeg's funniest person. He won it. So then we started grooming him to be a host here, and he started. Uh, doing guest spots and his very first actual paid uh, hosting gig. Um, the so people who don't know, we usually get our our host to pick up the comics from the condo and then bring them here. So he's so pumped. He's just like, "This is my first one. I'm so excited to be actually involved in the industry. I'm being paid to work at something I love." And he picks up the comic that we brought in, who has only done it like once and never came back. <laughs> And can we say can we say names? Yeah, I'll say names. It's Winston Spear. <laughs> so he picks up uh, Winston Spear, and uh, and he's so excited. He picks him in the condo, and the condo is a very short drive from the condo to the club. It's like a five minute drive, seven minutes, five to seven. Nice, Andy. Uh, anyways, he's just like, hey man, Mr. Google Maps. Over here. <laughs> Andy's the only guy who took me a different route every time from the condo. Andy always had a different fucking road, so I wouldn't. Oh, he used to be a taxi driver. That's why. <laughs> oh, he knew the short path. Were you a taxi driver? No. 
So. <laughs> Garrett says everything with very okay. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like oh, it's all good. Uh, so Dad picks him up, and he's just so pumped. And he's like, he just wants to get in his brain. He's like, this guy's been a comic for twenty years. He won, I think, the Canada's like top comic at the Canadian Comedy Awards, like way, way back. He was third place, I think, in uh, the comic, whatever that American comic show was. America's uh, Got Talent? Not America's American Got Talent. American Idol? No. No, that's Comic Standing. Standing. Yeah. So, American like, Idol. Years and years ago, he <laughs> had like significant <laughs> credits. A beautiful singer. But he just hadn't done anything in the last 10 years. So he picks him up, and Winston is just like, gets in the car, he's like, oh, hey. And Dan's like, oh, yeah, so excited. He's like, are you excited for the show? He's like, I don't know how much longer I'm going to actually do this. And Dan's like, wait, what? He's like, I think I'm just going to become a chef. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan's like, wait, wh- wh- I thought you were a veteran. He's like, no, nah, this isn't really working out for me. <laughs> like, And that was Dan's first experience, like dealing with a veteran cop. He's like, oh, you know what? It's just not for me. I'm just going to give it up. I'm going to become a chef. And it was like, oh, it was so fitting. And Dad told the story. It's so great. It's the thing. There's, it's not a team sport. So like, every time you're on the road with a bunch of guys, there's always someone who hates their set. And like has to go home, and like you can kill it, like three of you, and then there's one person who's like ready to jump off a f- fucking bridge because they had such a bad night. Like, oh. I was gonna say, like we did it. Uh, you mentioned Paul, like me, Paul, and Ryan Ash. He's an Alberta guy. Uh, we were coming. We did a show, and it was like in a giant airplane hangar. It was like way oversold. Like everyone was hammered, and by the time Ryan got to the stage, they just weren't listening, and it was off the rails. And he ended early, like. And, like, it was so bad. He just wanted to get the fuck out. Like, he looked like the Saving Private Ryan guy, like, holding his own arm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, wee! And they're like, oh, let's get him out of here. And he was just like, fuck. Like, he did not know. It just got away from him so fast. It was so horrible. And then we're like, okay, well, let's go, like, the Boston Pizza. We'll get a, and people kept coming up to him and bringing it up. And we're like, we shouldn't have come here. We shouldn't have come here. And then so next morning, it's like he just wants to get the fuck out of Estevan. Uh, and he, he, the sun's coming up and he pops this curb, like at the civic, we're in his like little civic and like, yeah, he hits a curb cause he wasn't watching. Like you could tell he's just like in his own head and we're driving home and like, we're trying to, you know, pump him up and we're like, you know, Tom Segura even bombed, like, you know, it's just one of those things. And, and then, uh, Paul, like, you know, he's like, let's fire up like some of this weed. Like, so he pulls out a pipe and like, we're like, oh, I'll have a, smokes a little bit of weed. And then we realize there's a sign that says like U.S. border crossing, like <laughs> fucking coming up. And we're like, what the fuck? And like the car's like full of weed. And we're like, what the, and he turned right at the wrong, t- he just turned down the wrong road. So we were going south the whole time. So we hit the border and we're like, fuck, fuck. Like, how do we, cause you can't turn around once you go through. So like, we found this, like, I'm like pop over here because I pulled up Google Maps super fast me and Andy super good Google guys and then uh, (laughs) he like drives over like a median to get to the service road and then it's like okay we're not having to go through the thing because like the car's full of weed smoke and then there's just like eight miles of like pothole like like just a bombed out road so his suspension's like like his car's breaking the whole way (laughs) tiny little civic yeah and like Paul's like like a big guy set last night (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah he's like we almost ended up in the states by accident Mm. he's just shell shocked there's nothing it's always an awkward feeling if you do have a good set and someone does it and the crowd walks by like hey great set and then they look at your buddy like eh they just walk by like that happened tonight (laughs) someone came up to comment. Yeah, this uh, lady before the set came up and was like, oh, my God, are you on tonight? I was like, yeah, I'm on tonight. She's like, "That was, we saw you, like, the other week, and, like, that was the funniest, smartest. But, like, uh, Andy and uh, Jordan were right beside me. She's like, that was the smartest, funniest, like, looking at them at the same time, right? <laughs> like, just cutting them down. And I'm like, yeah, thank you, I guess. It's it's weird. Yeah, like, even when you're getting compliments, you're like, please leave me alone, right? Yeah. <laughs> but she's like, that was the best. Uh, are you up tonight? I'm like, yeah, yeah. But it's dirty. And she's like, that's fine. Right? So I did my set where I do the that eating act. Like, it was just, there weren't jokes. <laughs> like, it was just a lot of act outs. <laughs> but uh, the lady snubbed me on the way out. <laughs> You're talking about eating a, the eggs out of a dead corpse. So like, yeah. Hey, who? You know, proper material. Oh, yeah. Dean was telling us a story today. And I'm like, hey, man, I didn't really know much about Garrett pre-COVID. And like, and we were we were pumping your tires oh, yeah. saying like, yeah, we oh, were. man, he's, he's, he's amazing on stage and off stage. It's such a fun hang. And Dean's like, yeah, I went to Toronto and he did a, uh, a showcase in the spring for the, the fest. But it was all about him. Like he had this like genital face thing that he was talking about, and then he oh. had this ensemble band. But the Dean's like, you know what? The song was so fucking catchy. It was stuck in his it head. stuck in his head. But he's like, CBC, I couldn't sell they, out of that. Yeah, like okay. I guess they so you have to explain that. But, yeah, Sorry. so like the song, so like the album is going to be coming out, 
uh, in September, possibly. Like, whenever this... Anyway, it doesn't matter. When it, It's coming out soon, is the point. <clears throat> but the song... <clears throat> COVID, we're all covid yeah. up. But it's, uh, it's about how uh, we're all created in the image of God. And the idea is that, uh, like, I'm like, what is the image of God? And uh, basically, the uh, image of God is we're all created through the act of sex, right? So, like, you have the image of God on your face, which is two balls, your eyes, your nose, your dick, and your <laughs> mouth, your vagina. So you're walking around, and so if someone goes, hey, fuck face, you're like, yeah, I'm a child of God. <laughs> and then the song is just, like, cuts in right there, and it's like, hey, you! Fuck face! You got a fuckable face! But it's a body... That's the other thing. For for CBC to say no, it's a truly body positive... I'm like Lizzo. Like, I'm just like truly body positive and your face, everyone's got a face. Go fuck it. That lady was right. You are super smart. <laughs> it's the acid. I tell you, it's the acid. It's chemicals that make me smart. Mm. Okay, but yeah, oh. it, it is a catchy song. It's going to be the song of the summer, so uh, check out Fuckface. Oh, I can't wait for Fuckface to get dropped. Um, I, well, this doesn't have to be on the road. It could be at any time. I always, at the end of my podcast, since there's five of us here, if, uh, have you ever shit your pants? Shards count. Oh, and you, Im- you immediately point to Andy <laughs> like Andy's got the He the looks epic. like he shit himself just well. now. Okay. Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of the maintenance wipe, even in my adult age. But no, the the first or the last time I shit my pants was my first day of my first job. <laughs> so it felt like a good transition from like the, my youth to my adulthood. You went but, from first day, first job, so a lot of number ones to a number two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You are a genius. Did you finish the shift? <laughs> no, I got a job uh, at the old stadium, the old bomber stadium. And uh, it was, you know, selling concessions from the concession stand. And so we, unhealthy. We have pants full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first shift was like an orientation thing where everybody shows up before the season and they say, you're going to work here, you're going to work there, whatever. And they show you around the, uh, the stadium. But I went to the wrong side because our stadium was there was one side and then there was a field and then there was another side. So I showed up at the wrong side, like, where is everybody? And you couldn't, like go through the there was no staircase up you had to take the ramp which went all the way around like 64 laps all the way up to the top so i thought okay maybe they're at the top so i went all the way to the top where at the top i realized oh shit i gotta take a shit right now and all the bathrooms are locked all the like the tunnels are closed off so you can't go down the stands or anything so I'm like, I got to take another 64 laps all the way down. <laughs> and I'm like waddling, I'm waddling. I get there. And finally, at the, at the bottom, I get to the one bathroom that I found that was unlocked. And I didn't quite make it. So I got shit rolling down my leg. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And as soon as that happens, I can see across the field through another one of the tunnels. That's where everybody is. I can see people standing there. <laughs> So I go into the bathroom and I like I take off my gitch and I'm trying to like wash it out in the sink. <laughs> and then I'm looking trying like to save the gitch? <laughs> yeah. Well I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to wash it oh, out. What are these gitch? <laughs> well, I'm this is I'm in the seventh grade at oh, the shit. time, so I'm not paying for my own oh, gitch. Oh, I thought you were twenty. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm thirteen years old, I think. You child labor. That's, yeah. yeah. You know what? Here's a fun fact. They didn't pay me minimum wage because they didn't have to because I wasn't 15 yet. They probably had so like I special made... pants for all the other underage kids <laughs> who always shit them, piss themselves. They're like, just get them the pants. Well, the thing was is, okay, I made it to the bathroom. I shit myself a little bit, finished the shit, no encumbrances, but I washed out the gitch in the sink, like just rinsed it out, and then I'm drying it out, and I'm looking around, and I'm thinking, fuck, they got the paper towel like hand dryer, there's no, I was planning on doing the hand dryer to dry them out. So I I should have just thrown the gitch out. But in my head, I'm like, these aren't my, get. my mom bought these gitch. She's going to be doing my laundry and like what happened to Tuesday kind of thing. <laughs> so I put them in the pockets of my cargo pants. <laughs> and remember cargo pants? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's still, they were the cargo pants that you could zip off the rest of the pant leg. Oh, in nice. Case, but, yeah. yeah. But I got uh, in case, yeah, in case put your there's no toilet paper you can pants. zip off a pant leg and wipe up. But yeah, so I've got it. And they're like 
it's wet. I have one pocket that's wet. <laughs> and I've still got to do this orientation. So I'm walking around uh, like the field around the other side. And I meet up with everybody. And we're in these big groups. Like, let's uh, take you up to this booth. And I'll show you that booth. And the whole time I'm like, if I can smell the shitty underwear in my pocket, <laughs> everyone else can. And yeah, long story short. Thank God I didn't work in the same booth with anybody from my orientation thing because <laughs> I was, like, we don't want this yeah, guy back on our booth. Was, I was red flagged, I think. <laughs> Old shitty one cargo short pack. And what a great metaphor when you're in the top of the stadium and you're going down the spiral like a piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> Just, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Anyone else uh, got a sh good shit their pants or just... Uh uh, I did. I was 12. I was on my way home from school at lunchtime. Didn't quite make it through those. I was probably at the front door when it happened. Threw the underwear You're out. So close to making so it. So close. Yeah. As that's the common theme of these. Yes. Uh, threw out the underwear, and then I was like, "Well, that's all that needs to happen, right? <laughs> it's going to be no wipe up, no clean up. Well, okay, I wiped up, clean, cleaned my ass, and I was like, "Well, it'd be kind of suspicious showing up." for the second half uh, with different equipment, right? I'm going to wear the same pants. So I wore the same pants uh, all day. Nobody really said anything, but when I got home, I, I noticed there was like a shit streak in the pants <laughs> that I've been wearing for was the rest on the of the outside? day. Did it bleed through? It, ble it bled through, <laughs> oh. and it was just like on the, on the crotch seam. <laughs> That's a seam. great question. Yeah. <laughs> great question, oh. Wellwood. Oh, yeah. Did it bleed through? Why was there blood? Anyway. Matt's on his shit period. Okay, well, you two, you guys got, uh, I got... I was a grown man when mine happened, so... Oh, congratulations. You, thank you, yes. No, I was at the Colosseum in Rome, Italy. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, way to step it up I a know. notch, eh? I've been waiting for... People, <laughs> were in the, people were in the Winnipeg Blue Mamba Stadium, like, well, it's pretty great. And it's then kind you're of like, I was in Rome at this most <laughs> famous stadium. We're going to have the other gladiators. No, I had, <laughs> I had gone to Europe with a girl I'd been dating for about three months, because I was young. That's aggressive. It was aggressive. It was a. It wasn't a great move. But nope. we ended up <laughs> going, and we get in a fight every time we went to a new city because she's like, "I'm like, hey, where are we going?" Oh, just wait. This girl you know for three months. You guys didn't know each other well. We were dating. We were dating. No, but we had never fought before. Yeah. So it was just like every time I was in a new place, it was like, "I'm like, hey, do you know where we're going?" She's like, "No." I'm like, okay, well, let's go get a map because we didn't have, like, smartphones at the time. She's like, why? That's stupid. And then I was like, <laughs> okay, well, what do you think we should do? She's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, let's get a map. She's like, that's dumb. And I was like, so we'd get into these fights where I was like, do you want to just stand in the fucking train station the whole time? And then I'd lose my shit. Anyways, so, like, we, we kind of been bickering, like, and then we're at the Coliseum. And, like, you're, I was drinking, like, hostel beers to get to sleep, like, every night. Just these... <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. And the funny thing what is we're all agreeing, like, well, who <laughs> doesn't what? drink terrible alcohol to go to sleep. What yeah. is a hostel beer? Like they would have like cheap it was beer, like a right? cheap a cheap European like Spanish beer. Name? It's San San something or other. But okay. you could get like a giant fucking three liter big gulp of beer. <laughs> like a four <laughs> liter of milk. Yeah, it was it was no. So when we were in um, Puerto Rico, we had to switch hotels. But so there wait, was like did we just stop his story? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just okay, like, I'm talking about, the, it's talking a about beer the, aside. the sleep beers. Okay. Mm. So oh, sleep we, were in, we were in Puerto Rico. <laughs> we had to switch hotels, but there was like a four-hour gap where we couldn't actually go to our room. So And we were we were up super late the night before, and we got up early because we got kicked out of a hotel, and then like we had to go to this next one, and we had to like sit at this hotel bar to just wait until we got there to actually go to our rooms to sleep because we were just exhausted. And uh, the girl comes by. She's like, hey, do you guys want anything to drink? There's a special. There's six beers for like eight bucks. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> and I literally just pounded the beer. And I'm like, one, two, <laughs> three. By the time I hit six, I'm like, nap time. It's like counting sheep. It's called The beer's just called sheep. Yeah. Exactly. It was just like, all right, this will put me right out. So I know exactly what you're talking you're about. You're full and carby and you're able to sleep. But like, I got, like, we got like bad plumbing. Like Wellwood's having like notorious bad plumbing. So I like, a, like a, <laughs> it's a genetic, that's the medical term. But like, so like, yeah, I was eating like empanadas and all this shit I'm not used to. And like, we're walking everywhere. It's super hot. And, you know, we're going to the Coliseum because we were doing all this touristy stuff because I was with this girl. And uh, and like, I, you got the gut rumble. And I'm like, oh, geez, this could be trouble. Like, fuck. And then like, we're getting closer. And then you see the guys, the tourist guys that are like dressed like Spartans and shit. 
And I'm like, I'm going to need a bathroom like real quick. So I'm like to this Spartan warrior. I'm like, where's the closest bathroom, man? He's like, so Sparta. Yeah. Shartan warrior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was praying to the gods, which were close by because it was Greece or Rome or whatever the fuck. So, uh, <laughs> so tonight we dine in hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A thousand nations, but the, okay. Uh, <laughs> So he's like, he basically gave me the directions. He was like, you're here. Coliseum's in the middle. Did he it's, draw it's like, a neon? <laughs> yeah. With a sword <laughs> in the ground. Yeah. And then on the opposite side of the stadium is like a public bathroom. And all the public bathrooms in Italy, like you have to pay for them. There's lineups. There's like turnstiles and shit. And like, they're just dumps. Like they don't, you don't normally have like toilet seats on them. So I'm just like, I'm walking because I'm like, I told her like this girl I'm with who was like, why are you walking so fast? And I'm like, my stomach's upset. I need to find a bathroom, which is like, that's code word for I'm going to fucking shit my pants. Yeah. yeah. Right so I'm like, hey, heads up. Like, I got to find it. And then she was like, didn't get it or something. And she was just like, ugh, like dragging her feet. And she was like, <laughs> oh. eh, like waiting. And I'm like, you're okay. ruining my cuss, Sam Trap. I know. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, we got to go. because women don't shit. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just evaporates because they run so clean. And then so I'm like, I'm just like, fuck it after a certain point. I'm like, I got to get ahead. So I'm like speed walking, clenching my ass, speed walking. And I'm going you gotta go all the way around. And I'm getting like, and I got like halfway there. And then I could see the bathroom, like the WC. And I'm like, it's so fucking far away still. And I'm like. Like Vegas. Yeah. Right? And it's just like, it's so far. And then it's it's like, I'm just like, fuck, okay, I got to make. And then like all of a sudden, she's like, like, I'm like, ah, oh, no, it's just coming. <laughs> it's just coming. And like, I didn't get like, I was like a third of the way there. I'm like halfway around because you had to go around it because it's a big circular coliseum. So it's actually further than just a straight line. So I'm just like, it's just in my pants. And then I'm just like, ah, fuck. I look back. She's like in the dust. I left her in the dust. She's like still pouting. And so I'm just like, fuck. So I'm just, I had to walk still like 40 yards with like dumpy pants. I get to the fucking thing. I don't have any change for the, for the lady. And I just fucking what, said, what, sorry, what lady? there's a, like a, there's a person who works in the bathroom, like takes the money to like, for you to go in there. So it's not like it just, it's not a, like it is in North America, goddamn human right to just so use a fucking bathroom. So now you gotta bathroom. try and sweet talk her No, with I a hopped a turnstile. I said, out of my way, lady. And I just hopped a turnstile. <laughs> I said, fuck that. And then I go into the bathroom. There's no lock on the door. There's no seat. So I'm holding the door and she's like, da, 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 yelling at me. <laughs> she's yelling at me in like Italian, trying to push her way in. And I'm holding the door with one hand and then trying to like take these fucking yeah. gitch off with the other hand and then all your like, football muscles coming into play well it was like yeah no it was like just like such a cool like, and she's screaming at me in italian and freaking out and then there's these guys banging on the door every two seconds and i'm sorry like i take her out of this sh shitty gitch and then like there's like only enough toilet paper to do like half the job so i use a sock which is like oh why didn't you just move. use the already shitty gitch? you can't that's hard to do you, you can cause more problems than good with that my friend yeah. uh, was this an ankle sock or a knee <laughs> yeah it's like god damn it i wish i had one of those basketball socks that would have been nice but then so I get you know I get it done and then she's still yelling at me and I just kind of like push her way out of there and then I go outside and then the girlfriend's just sitting there just glaring at me she's so pissed and then I went up to her and I was like in my head, I'm like, this is going to be a funny story. But right now, like, fuck you for, like, not being chill. So I was just like, I just shit my pants. This is the most embarrassing day of my life. And I just really, like, laid it on thick. And she was like, oh, my God. Like, this is, you know, she felt really bad. I made, tried to make her feel as bad as yeah. possible. Yeah. And right. I was just like, this is humiliating. You earned that. And, uh, and blah, blah, blah. And then. Way to bring so we still her to go, down. We still, like <laughs> we still have to go on this tour. So they had all these little kiosks where you can buy like touristy <laughs> we shit. We still have to go on this tour. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought you guys were like, we'll be back tomorrow. No, it was like, <laughs> well, we're out there. Like, you know, and then so they have these, uh, they have all these like gag gifts you can get. You're like around with one sock. One they, sock and no gitch. And I'm wearing jeans. Gag gift. Excuse yeah. me, no sir. You've dropped your fake dog poo. One <laughs> fake dog poo. No, so they have these, they had as a joke, like a gag gift at the gift shop, these like statues of David penis mugs and then they have statue of David's penis and then they had the statue of David penis underwear that you could get so I'm like I'll just buy a pair of these <laughs> underwear so I bought them and they were like these neoprene like piece of shit gag I don't think they're supposed to wear them but I put those on <laughs> and I wore them the rest of the day and then when I got home I gave them to my dad is like hey it's a funny gag gift but I actually walked around in them after yeah anyways you think the front's tiny you should see how small my shit was anyway <laughs> Gross. Okay, G Unit, you got a wrap up story. You got, you probably got a great. Well, shit I got story. Uh, sh shit my pants or a, a time there I clogged a toilet because like I've, you know, the shit the pants one doesn't have a great ending. It's just okay. Well, just whatever kind of story. Well, like you got. okay. Well, uh, so like uh, I used to work as a tour guide in Toronto. 
Oh, I was gonna thought you said the royal. I used to the royal casino. I used to the royal. The one guy shit his pants. We wouldn't let him in there over well, the turnstile. I, I did. I did work at the royal, uh, the club regent place. Anyway, royal palms and shout out to royal palms out there. And uh, <laughs> anyone listening from Transcona, uh, but yeah, some guy shit on the uh, the floor, and then another patron stepped on the shit when it was on the rug. So his shoe was full of shit, but he didn't know until he got off the rug and then slipped on the. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. There's a mystery. This footprint. <laughs> Where does this mystery go? <laughs> I can smell it through my magnifying glass. <laughs> yeah. uh, why is it heightening the smell? It's magnifying everything. This is yeah. lines coming off. Yeah. I can see him. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So they, yeah. We, uh, anyway. So yeah. So I, I used to work as a tour guide, and uh, uh, we used to like be out of the Hard Rock Cafe. Which is also a funny name for a shit story, right? And uh, so we used to be at the Hard, hard Rock Cafe, and uh, we had to go to the like we used their bathroom because we were at Young and Dundas Square in Toronto, which is there's no bathroom around there other than the Hard Rock Cafe. And uh, I go in one day after drinking, and I'm like, I have to poop so badly right now, right? And I go in, and the bathroom was like being renovated. And they had low flow toilets in and these big warning signs being like, you have to hold the button for like a minute before the, you know, the water all goes away. So I, I like I have poop, you know, classic poop, just regular old fashioned, you know, Bing, bang, boom. like how thick is a normal poo? Pretty thick. But yeah, so mine's like pretty thick, right? <laughs> so like, yeah, let it all out. Right. And uh, so I, I, I poop and then I hit the button. And the uh, since it's a low flow, the turd just like swirls around for a while. The wa- yeah, the water drains away, and then the turd just goes into the hole. And then I'm like, well, I gotta flush again, so I flush. But now the turd is acting like a plug, and uh, so then the water just starts filling up. And I was like, oh god, uh, I gotta flush this with more pressure. So I push like longer, and it just fills up with more water. And I'm like, oh no, right? So I flush again, and now I'm dealing with surface tension where the water is actually higher than the bowl, oh. right? And I'm like, ah, how do I get rid of this? Luckily, you're going to miss the poop story. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be my next closing bit. Anyway, so, like, uh, the, uh, yeah, so it's surface tension. So I grab the plunger and I uh, push the plunger down on the. Where'd you get a plunger from? Well, because of the low flow toilet, I guess the hard rock is like, we've dealt That's with this before. <laughs> That's a lucky break that there was. I was the plunger breaking the water would make the water probably come well, there, over there's now, There's a little too. bit of spillage, but oh, yeah. uh, that's not the worst of their problems. Uh, because uh, I plunge, and then uh, I release. Like, we've all plunged a toilet, right? You push down, and then you release. Oh, yeah. And then when I released, the water all went away. But then I'm like, where did the poop go? <laughs> and uh, I, I looked up the bottom of the, the yeah, I, sta- I stared it down like a gun barrel, like not above my head, like <laughs> shit water wasn't going in my eye. It was from like around the corner. I kind of looked around the corner. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, is this a stalactite coming down to meet the stalagmite? That way? Yeah. So I look in and the turd's in the plunger. And I don't want to be mean, so I like, you know, I got to get rid of it back into the toilet. So I like, I, like I, I use like uh, what, what is it called inertia, right? So like I, I go to like th- like push the like throw it almost like a spear, but stop yeah. before I throw it. So hopefully <laughs> the turd, like yeah, well, I don't know, like, yeah, fake, yeah. So like so like the turd would fly out into the toilet <laughs> in my mind, right? <laughs> right, they try exactly like a trident where you just pull back and then like everything continues on, right? So like I I try to slingshot this out and uh, <laughs> like I'm pushing and like. The third time, obviously, like the rule of three, and, uh, you know, like the turd goes out of the plunger, but it does not go in the toilet. (laughs) It goes on the floor, right? So then I'm like, oh, God. uh, So now now, you got to get another plunger and try and scoop them up together. Well, thank God this plunger was one of those ones that just looks like a plunger, not kind of those weird convex, like, yeah, yeah, like the, the suction thing, right? So, like, I'm like, man, I can use this like a... Like how do a shovel, right? So I'm like, man, I'm just gonna push this along. (laughs) So it looks like I'm kind of like walking this turd forward, like just pushing it along, right? Just shoveling turd. But like, I don't know if you've ever tried to shovel a turd into a uh, a plunger, but it's kind of impossible, right? So like, you need a pushing force against it. So I push it into the wall, and then, but it doesn't just go in the plunger because it's still on the edge. So then I'm like walking it up the wall now, right? So I'm like walking it all the way up the wall, and like I kind of drop it in, like. Because it gets above my head, right? Like it's high, <laughs> and so it kind of drops into the plunger. 
and then I, uh, I, I'm like, now I have the turd back in the uh, the plunger, and I'm like, how do I get this out? Like, so I do the inertia thing again, right? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, didn't you know? I, I I'm insane, right? <laughs> so like, in, definition of insanity. And then, uh, but yeah, like I, I kind of just pour it out like a like a cup, like a mug, like I'm dropping something, <laughs> to, some, the dead homies out there, and uh, I like yeah, swirl the you know the the turd out, and then uh, it, it flush it, and it goes away. And then uh, I lifted the toilet seat up because then it shows that I was just peeing, right? Oh, so was it you? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, the shit's everywhere, and I'm like, I can't clean this up. So, so I just, so yeah, I lifted the toilet seat up. I don't know what the fuck happened there before I kissed. A hundred percent. I stage it like an inside job. I played it off as like I don't know who it was. Like I was a disappointed customer, but somebody put poop everywhere. Oh my god! Okay, we have to end there because unless unless someone banged fucking five hookers today and shit on the wall, we're not beating that. That was fantastic. Okay, uh, go around, state your names, uh, what you got for websites or social media. <laughs> social media. Jordan Wellwood, uh, W E L one L W O D. Thank you. Oh. Garrett uh, Jameson. <laughs> A little bit of the show stealer yeah. on a shit story, I'll tell you that. Uh, and uh, at GJ Party Hugs. It used to be drugs, <laughs> but no one would retweet me, or so I, I switched it to hugs. GJ okay, so, Party Hugs. So GG Party Hugs? GJ. GJ. Yeah, GG Allen was a completely different character, but also oh. shit story. Anyway, oh. it doesn't matter. But uh, GJ Party Hugs. Oh, okay, beautiful. Uh, Matt Nightingale, Matt and Comedy on everything. Boom. Uh, Andy Noble, Andy Noble Jokes. Instagram. Uh, Tyler Schultz, but I just go under rumors. So uh, at Rumors Comedy, um, yeah, we had a great time. Okay, guys, we've got about uh, 20 empty beers on this table. That was lots of laughs. Thank you guys very much for uh, sitting Thank around you. rumors. Thank T-Bone for uh, running rumors here. At <laughs> that was really good. That was great. That was fun. I hope that recorded. <laughs> Okay, thanks for listening to Tick with a Side of Tets. And that's, if there's the best of shit stories, I know what we're getting on there. So thank you guys. Go to Player Golf with Tick. That's probably what Player Golf wants after is right after a shit story. Uh, tick and Tets with 20 for 20% off and keep drinking Bards. I had to make T-Bone bring Bards in here at uh, the club for me. So thank you I for love doing the bars. that. Yeah, there we go. The boys are loving the bards. Okay, thanks for listening to Tick with the side of Tetsu Maniacs. Okay, have a great night.